Buckle up, Buttercup, because the Lunduke Journal has the 2023 Mozilla Annual Report. Holy heavens, it's that time of year again. We go into these whenever they come out because inevitably there is something fascinating, weird, or wild in all of these. And this year is absolutely no exception from the annual report of the Firefox Maker. I'm going to read this article to you now. And I've got some additional thoughts I want to add in on top of the article. If you want to just read the article for yourself, you can go over to lunduke.locals.com. All the articles from the Lunduke Journal of Technology are there. It's, 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 it's wonderful. You love it very much. Go over there, subscribe, and, and support independent tech journalism because you know you want to. All right, I'm going to read this article to you now. Fasten your seatbelts, ladies and gentlemen. The Mozilla Foundation has released their annual report covering the time up through December of 2022. Mozilla's reporting always lags by one year, so while 2023 is coming to a close, we really only have their numbers up through the end of last year. And something peculiar leaps out of the data right away. The compensation of the Mozilla CEO has skyrocketed by millions, <laughs> by a lot, while the Mozilla revenue has dropped at the, during the same exact period. And the Firefox market share took a nosedive during that same period as well. And at first, this seems ridiculous, ridiculously lopsided. But, but... Perhaps it actually makes sense. Perhaps the decreasing Firefox market share is a good thing from the Mozilla point of view. Uh, let's start by looking at the pay of the Mozilla CEO. Uh, right there we have the, this is a screenshot from the 2022 IRS 990 form that all nonprofits have to file. And if you are look at it really closely, that first line, Mitchell Baker, chair, paid only by a related for-profit. Now, what that is, is these are this is the numbers from the Mozilla Foundation. They have to report on this, but she gets paid directly by the Mozilla Corporation, right? Which she runs both of them. So both the Mozilla Foundation and the Mozilla Corporation are run by the exact same person, Mitchell Baker. The corporation is the one that actually pays her. And your eyes do not deceive you there. If you look at column E, you see that the Mozilla CEO earned $6.9 million in 2022, just shy of $7 million. Now, the year prior, 2021, the CEO earned $5.6 million, which was already a pretty good income. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't turn that down myself. Now, this is a raise of $1.3 million in one year. That's not, that's not a bad year-on-year -year increase. I got, I got I gotta tell you, I don't think I've ever gotten that, that good of a raise. I mean, I'll have to double-check my books and everything, but I don't think I've quite ever gotten that, huh? Um, <laughs> holy smokes. Here's a little chart. Uh, for those of you listening to the audio version, go check out the video or the article to get the, the charts that I have in here. Um, I, I mean, that's a big jump from 5.6 to 6.9 million in one year. Holy heavens. Now, now, let's take a look at the core performance of Mozilla. Because the overall revenue and the market share of their core product, uh, Firefox, during that period of time is kind of relevant here, right? If a CEO gets one point, a $1.3 million raise in a year, surely 
those numbers will be excellent, right? The performance numbers should be spectacular if you're getting a $1.3 million raise. Uh, but it turns out the revenue from Mozilla actually dropped from 2021 uh, to 2022. Here's uh, here's their stats from their annual, their audited annual report and their IRS 990 filings. And uh, what, what we see here is that it's not a huge drop. Let's be fair and let's be honest about everything. This isn't like like the Mozilla revenue took a giant nosedive here, but it just went down a little bit. Uh, revenue went from $600 million in 2021. A lot of people don't realize that. Over half a billion dollars in revenue go, is in going to Mozilla every year. I don't know if people realize what a giant mega corporation this is. Um, and it went down to 593 million in 2022. It's about 7 million or, or so lower, right? Very small drop, a small decrease percentage wise, and no doubt small, but a decrease just the same. Right. Normally, you don't get a raise when you oversee a very, very slight lowering of your overall corporate revenue. Right. That's not a positive. <laughs> Most boards or investors or anyone want to see growth or at least stagnant. But this is a slight decrease. So that's a little weird. Now, let's take a look at the market share of Mozilla's primary product. That being Firefox is what they're known for. From the end of 2021 to the end of 2022, which is the period during which the Mozilla CEO received a $1.3 million raise, Firefox market share took a massive, massive tumble. I've got a chart here shown on the screen just to show how intense this tumble is. It went from an already declining 3.79% market share down to 3.04% market share. And I want to take a little aside here because this isn't just declining percentages, right? Because a declining percentage of an overall market share could mean one of two things. One, it could mean that less people are using Firefox, right? Less total numbers. Or it could mean that the mark, the total number of people in that market has grown so dramatically and that growth has outpaced the growth of the Firefox user base. So in theory, it could go down that amount while Firefox total user numbers actually went up. That That is true. However, when you dig into it, it turns out that the total number of Firefox users, not percentage, but the total number has gone down every year for the last couple of years by millions, right? So this is not just percentage of market share that's decreasing, but the total number of their audience and customer size every year is going down. It's it, in a big, big way. This is not a little drop. These are dramatic numbers. And what's crazy is it's almost as if there's an inverse relationship between the Firefox market share and the Mozilla CEO corporation. I've got another graph here that as market share goes down, the CEO pay goes up by a similar percentage. I mean, this isn't this is totally real. Uh, if you're if you're looking at the chart here, that red line is the CEO compensation over the course of one year. And the blue line is the Firefox market share percentage over the course of the same period. Notice that. The, uh, the one goes up and then the other goes down kind of by a not an exact one to one, but by kind of a similar percentage. The slope is inverted, basically it's just wild. I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm not even insinuating that there there is a direct correlation here. Like I'm not suggesting that the the board of 
of, of Mozilla said, oh, well, it looks like Firefox market share declined an entire percentage point, so we're going to increase the CEO pay by the same amount. Like, I'm not suggesting that, but I'm saying that the, the correlation there is bizarre. I mean, it's, it's weird that it's happening at all. So something doesn't add up. Or does it? <laughs> so, okay, what can we learn from all of this? Okay, well, for starters, for starters, it is clear that the Mozilla CEO compensation is not tied to either the success of Firefox Web as a web browser, their current primary product, or to the overall revenue of Mozilla. We just showed that, right? If, if, her, if her pay was tied to either of those metrics, she would be getting a pay decrease or some sort of penalization or getting fired. But she got a raise. So what exactly could be the justification for that massive pay raise? Well, it turns out that there are two big measurable goals that Mozilla appears to have. And at those goals, it is performing exceptionally well. Now, here's the two goals. Number one, continued increases to overall corporate financial assets. And number two, transitioning Mozilla away from Firefox. Now, that, let's, let's go into these one at a time here. Now, that first goal is rather obvious. Let's be honest. What company does not want to have a massive pile of financial assets? I want money. <laughs> Money's great, right? So in 2022, the Mozilla War Chest total assets grew to a staggering $1.3 bazillion dollars, up $157 million from the year prior. That is a huge increase, huge increase to their financial assets. Here's, here's some of the, the numbers that showcase some of that. It's, again, from, uh, from their annual reports, and it's just, it's just insane. Now, with over half a billion of that is in cash right? So they've got 1.3 billion in financial assets and over half a billion dollars, $513 million in cash or cash equivalents. That is, that's a lot of cheddar. <laughs> Holy smokes. Just in cash, half a billion dollars in cash. But that's only part of the story. Because while that's a good thing, and that, that clearly is, is, a, is a positive thing for any business, there's more here to it. Let's talk about the de-firefoxification of Mozilla. All right, so let, let's let's bring back up the uh, 2022 revenue breakdown, right? Let's look at this. You'll note that the revenue from royalties is down substantially, right? A decrease of $17 million between 2021 and 2022. And those royalties are in large part made up of default search engine placement within Firefox for one single customer, that being Google. Now this decrease makes sense considering the significant decline in Firefox mar market share, right? So that makes up the vast majority, again, of all the money Mozilla brings in year on year, it is almost entirely coming from Google or Google company, parent company Alphabet for search engine placement, for default search engine placement inside of Firefox. That's where they're making their bread and butter. Now, let's look at the second row, subscription and advertising revenue. Now, what is that exactly? Well, that line item includes some of the more recently launched subscription services, including Pocket Premium and Mozilla VPN, plus some advertising placement. 
And you'll note that revenue jumped from $56 million in 2021 to $75 million in 2022. That's a pretty big jump. And while that may be a tiny drop in the bucket of the overall revenue and the war chest that Mozilla has, little itty bitty bit, right? It is still a critical strategy for Mozilla to diversify their revenue stream away from Firefox and away from being dependent on a single customer, that being Google, for 90 some odd percent of their revenue. And as it turns out, moving away from Firefox is exactly Mozilla's plan. Earlier this year, Mozilla laid out their vision for the future of their organization, and it did not include Firefox. The focus for the future of Mozilla, according to Mozilla's executives, is primarily based around artificial intelligence services. In fact, Mozilla leadership stated quite plainly that they intended to take Mozilla, quote, in a different direction, end quote, from Firefox. I've got a link to that article there. I wrote an article at the time talking about it because it, the statements coming out of Mozilla when they laid out their vision for the future, the next 25 years of Mozilla, it, it really catches your attention because it's it talks repeatedly about the things they're investing in over and over again. It's AI, artificial intelligence, AI, 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 AI. And it makes a point that they need a lot of services and they need things that are like Firefox in terms of success, but not Firefox. And they make a point how the future is not Firefox. And they make that statement. And I think I think it, a lot of people just went whoosh right over the top. Everyone just kind of missed it. But when they say what their intentions are, I got to believe them, right? So when you consider the goals of Mozilla... The decreasing Firefox market share is no longer much of a concern. In fact, moving revenue away from Firefox while investing in AI systems and other subscription services becomes the primary goal. And at that goal, the Mozilla CEO is excelling. Right? I mean, look at the numbers. They speak for themselves. So what does this mean? Right? What is the future of Mozilla. What have we learned from Mozilla's statements coupled with their financial reports? So let's, let's go down really what we've learned here. First, Mozilla rewards executives who oversee a decreasing success and reliance upon Firefox. So we can expect more of that, right? The, the Mozilla CEO and executive team has been rewarded handsomely for decreasing the dependence on Firefox and decreasing the market share and success of Firefox. Now, if an executive team is being rewarded for doing something, they're going to do more of it. So we can expect more decreasing success in Firefox. That's just what we can expect. In turn, number two, that likely means reduced investment in Firefox development and promotion over the coming years. That's just what that means. If you have a company that has a product and it's your legacy product that you've had been, it's been your bread and butter for years, but you know, there is an end of life to it. You know that it's, it's, it's already a losing battle. It's losing market share to your greatest competitor and your greatest competitor is your only customer. You need something else. You need an exit plan. 
And it, and that is what is happening here. And when you have that exit plan and you've you've enacted it to a certain successful degree, you stop investing in that legacy product, in this case, Firefox. Number three. Mozilla intends to focus on artificial intelligence. So what does that mean? We can expect more AI investment and possible AI services in the year ahead. I, I would not be surprised if we exited 2024 with a much like how Twitter announced their own AI service that they called Grok and Microsoft has their Bing's chat bot service. I, I would not be surprised if we exited 2024 with a paid Mozilla AI service. That would that would not surprise me in the slightest. It would be exactly in line with their stated goals and and what their their revenue is suggesting. And number 4. If all of that holds true, we can likely expect the Mozilla CEO to receive additional raises in the next annual reports. I also expect if they do all of this, Firefox, let's say Firefox market share drops down to 1%. Let's say Fire, let's see Mozilla's revenue overall bottoms out. But their subscription services double in the same period. I would expect to see Mozilla CEO to get a raise from their board. I just would, because that is in line with their goals, and that's what they're aiming for. So, if you're a fan of Firefox, uh, none of that points in a particularly bright future, right? This doesn't bode well for the continued development of Firefox over the next couple of years, right? Now, clearly, Mozilla has continued to be investing in Firefox, but I, I, I would anticipate that to trail off. Um, over the over the coming years, just because of where they want to go as a corporation and a foundation and where they're putting their money. Uh, that just makes sense. Now, all that said, if you are the CEO of Mozilla, you might be bringing in enough money, enough moolah, enough cheddar to buy yourself your own island fortress pretty soon. And hey, who doesn't want an island fortress? Am I right? Maybe put some some sharks with lasers on it, garden the fortress, maybe a big giant skull carved into the side of an island volcano, something like that. Yeah, that's some, some serious moolah. She's making over over half a million dollars every month. It's, a, it's, not, it's not a little bit of money here. I mean, we're not talking like Elon Musk, you know, Bezos bomber money, but it's it's a lot of money. <laughs> Um, this is, it, it, this is a fascinating topic to me. Um, I, I, I've covered Mozilla a few times in the past and there's actually quite a lot more that I'm going to be covering from the Mozilla annual report this year. But, uh, I wanted to break it out from, from this particular one, cause some of it gets a little political. And so it will exist over on the political arm of the Lunduke journal, which is a separate site called conservativenerds.locals.com. And, uh, I'll be posting that in the days ahead. Um, some of those observations and some of that research that I've, I've put into that there, but what, what this means for, the overall browser ecosystem, uh, the overall open source and Linux world that utilizes Firefox relatively heavily, I think it's it's fairly dramatic and and fascinating to watch. Uh, now, if you want to support independent tech journalism like this, because let's be honest, you don't get this anywhere else. Uh, no, there's no there's no tech publications out there that are covering all of this stuff. 
uh, the the leaks from within Red Hat, uh, the 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 details coming out about the Linux Foundation and Mozilla and every and Wikimedia and everything else. You don't get that anywhere. It's just here at the Lunduke Journal. Be sure to grab at the very least a free membership over at lunduke.locals.com. That way you get alerted when new articles come out. And there's been big ones. I mean, just this week alone, there's been some big articles. Uh, so go ahead and, and grab that. If you want to support the work that that we do here, the work that the Lunduke Journal does, and get some exclusive books and videos and, and other goodies in the process, grab a paid subscription. Uh, go to, again to lunduke.locals.com or just go to lunduke.com and you'll get links, all the links, RSS feeds, uh, different ways you can subscribe, uh, different ways you can get lifetime memberships and, and, and everything else is all at lunduke.com. So go there and, and click and subscribe everywhere. It helps support the work I do and uh, make sure that the Lunduke Journal stays 100% independent. 100% ad-free and 100% free from big tech. We do not now and do not ever take a single penny from any tech company, ever. No advertisements, no sponsorships, nothing. Not a penny of it. So uh, go to lunduke.com and, and help us out. Uh, also, there's a, there's a lot of other articles happening. Um, the Linux Foundation only spending 2% of their revenue on Linux just dropped again. It's amazing how the big foundations like to squeeze in their their annual reports right at the same time that everyone is off on vacations and holidays. <laughs> you know what I mean? And with the Mozilla, what's really interesting is they wait until the last minute because like <laughs> these the numbers they're reporting are from last year. They're not going to tell us numbers from 2023 until the end of 2024 that's just how they roll and they just slide it under the radar hoping no one notices well you know what i notice and we're gonna go we dive into it and we're gonna be talking about it next week as well so thank you to everyone who makes all of this possible thank you to all of the subscribers please become one uh the the subscription i should add if you're listening or watching this and it's before the new years if it's still december you can grab a subscription for the current rate because on january 1st of 2024 the subscription prices for a monthly an annual or even the lifetime subscription is going up a little bit to stay in line with inflation right it's it's literally matching inflation but if you want to get locked in at the cheaper price do it now before january 1st hits otherwise you'll be mega mega bummed out because you weren't able to lock it in at a couple bucks cheaper and literally it's like a buck difference per month but you start flashing forward, uh, you know, two or three years, that starts to add up pretty fast because you can lock it in at the current rate now before it goes up. So do that just so that it's cheaper for yourself or wait a few days and give me more money, which is which is fine, too. All right, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, nerds and nerdettes alike all across the inner tubes and broadcast. <laughs>